British would form their battle array and, would, and they would, uh, would get in their lines, but we would not. We would shoot from the trees. We would shoot from behind the rocks or a building nearby or maybe a, a tree on the ground. Whatever cover we could find, we would get behind it and shoot. To array was mere formality. It was for show and done as a ritual. They would first array, then they would come to battle. Line after line would come and frequently would die. You're just waiting to die, pretty much. Be with me this so far. We read in our text that Israel came to Elah. Everything was fine and their army was set in battle array, they were in the proper lines, uh, they were in the proper attire, their drummers were drumming, and I'm sure their hearts were beating, flags was waving in there, everything looked just right, everything was perfect. They was ready, they was ready. But then a great problem arose. This overbearing, arrogant giant calls out and yells out at them, Hey! Why the army? Choose a man and send him to me. The amazing part is that Israel was so, so completely mesmerized by this giant that they didn't know what to do. They, they were dismayed. The Bible says they were greatly afraid. Saul's army had strength to form battle array, but none to do battle. I just want to take a moment here, maybe a sidebar, and tell someone today that it doesn't matter how big the enemy's sword is or how long his spear might be. It doesn't matter how thick the shield might be or how broad the giant might be or might, he might have. In the face of the enemy, it is time for the church to step up and to step forward. I want to tell somebody today, it is time for us to go to war. We see things across our nation happening that I never thought I would see in my shorter lifetime. But let me tell you, now is not the time for the army of God to sit on the sidelines. Now is the time for the people of God to stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to step up and fight my battle. You see, getting together was not the problem. Fighting in a mass group was no issue. Assembly was not the problem. The issue arose when he said, choose a man. Can I tell you today, giants always want to fight one-on-one. Hear me today. Your greatest battle will come when you're alone. I want to speak very directly to someone's heart today. What we are trying to accomplish is more than just getting in the right arrangement. We are great at getting in battle array, great at coming into the house of God, clapping our hands and singing with a loud voice. Everything is fine until a giant comes up and we're alone. We need strength. For more than just assembly. More than when we are lined up side by side. Thank God for this church. Thank God for crossroads. Thank God for what we come here and feel every Sunday. I honestly don't know how I would make it through the week. If it was not for what I get on Sundays and Wednesdays. I don't know how people do it. Thank God for this church. I can honestly say today. That I don't know where I would be in ministry if it wasn't for this assembly. I was lost. 
I was broken. I was confused. But God's grace found me here. The body of Christ, this assembly, wrapped my family with love. Anybody else has the same story in this place today? Wrapped my family with love. I need crossroads. I need this assembly. This is where we worship the risen Savior. This is where we are encouraged and renewed. This is where you can be baptized in the name of Jesus. This is where so many have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I believe hundreds more are going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is where and how we fight our battles. But it's when we are alone, our giants attack. Some of you here today are facing giants at work. Maybe some of you today are facing giants at home. You leave this house of worship and you go back to an environment of pain. You leave after Sunday worship and you go back to a state of anxiety and depression. And maybe coming to church is your way of escape. And there's nothing wrong with that. Thank God for the church. But let me tell you, your life was not purpose to be lived in such a way. I hope I'm preaching to somebody today. The giants in our life cannot be ignored any longer. Giants cannot be allowed to live. I've come to preach very directly today. It's time to fight our giants. Some of us allow giants to camp in our lives way too long. I think we should declare war on the enemy of our soul. It's time to fight our battles. It's time to fight our giants. It has been too long. We've allowed giants to rampage our life. I don't know how you feel today, but I'm going to fight my giant. Many of you here today, and if not, you're going to find out. I I work at a prison. work at a state prison. And uh, I don't deal much with the inmates, but I am around them. And let me tell you, you see some crazy things inside a state prison. Some crazy things. I'm not going to get into a lot of it because it's not appropriate. But you see some crazy things in there. Last year, I was working on the perimeter fence. We have a dual perimeter fence. One's electrified. You do not want to get near it. Uh, We was working on it, fixing some ground wires and such on it. And, And I witnessed two men yelling and screaming at each other. Now, these were not inmates. These were two custody officers. One was working the sally port, and the other one was running the perimeter control. And I have no clue to this day what it was about. All I know is the perimeter guy pulled his truck in at the sally port. The sally port is the entrance to the back gate. Pulled his truck up, got out, and just started raising cane. He was mad about something. They started going at it, and I watched them over about five minutes. And, you know, I was on the other side of the fence, so I couldn't have gotten involved if I wanted to. And I didn't, but I'm just working, watching, seeing what's happening. And they're going, and the argument grew and grew until they started shoving one another. And I thought, man, this is getting good. Something, <laughs> something's, about, something's about to happen here. And uh, I don't think either one of them really wanted to fight. Because I think by that point, they would have started throwing fists. They didn't really want to fight. Eventually, there was another officer that came from somewhere and broke up the engagement and all either one of them accomplished was a lot of fussing and cussing. That's, that's really all that happened, a lot of shoving. Can I tell you today that anybody can make a racket? Anybody can make a lot of noise. But what will you do when it's time to fight? 
When we face life's greatest trials, it's easy to stand still, unmovable, and unable to go on. Maybe if I, if I just ignore it. Maybe if I just get, put my attention elsewhere and get mad at something else. Maybe if I just let it kind of sit there in the corner, it'll eventually disappear. Maybe this giant will go away. Can I tell you, there's a difference between bravery in the barracks and bravery on the battlefield. At times, frozen in activity due to the nature of what we are facing. We're scared to move forward. Please realize today, you must make the first move. You must take the first step. I love what Pastor Kurt says. He always, one of his favorite statements is, the next step is the most important step. That first step you take, that step of faith towards that mountain you're facing. I know it's a giant problem. I know that it seems insurmountable. I know this giant seems to overshadow anything that could ever happen in your life. But if I step out in the name of Jesus, that giant must fall. Look at what happened. Eliab heard David speaking to the people assembled at the camp in uh, the 17th chapter and the 26th verse. And he, it says that David said unto the men who stopped by him, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine uh, that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in the same way. So shall it be done to the man who kills him? Now, Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spoke to the man, and Eliab's anger was kindled against him. He was mad at his brother against David, and he said, Why have you come down? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know you've presumption. I know your presumption and the evil in your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. Instead of saying amen and agreeing with David, he gets angry. Who do you think you are, little brother? Here was David, most likely not even 20 years old since that was the average age to, uh, or the age to join the army. And his brother points out that he had not even seen battle at that point. Isn't your responsibility to be with the sheep? Isn't your responsibility to be in the field? Who are you to stand up against this giant? You see, hear me out today, Eliab had power to assemble, but none to fight with. When it came to stand and to fight the enemy, Eliab had to find someone to get angry with. He had to find someone to blame for his inaction. I hope you hear me today. I hope this is resounding with somebody under the sound of my voice. Instead of fighting the enemy, we will pick a fight with a friend or a loved one. Why? Because it's easier to fight one another than it is to fight the enemy. You ever wonder at times you go to work and someone just seems to be in a horrible mood and they just, they just snap at everything you say? Maybe you go home and your spouse is just in a horrible mood and you're like, well, what happened to you? It's easier to fight one another than it is to fight the enemy. I'm not trying to offend anybody today. The devil sticks up his head and places a barrier in your way and we get mad and we get frustrated. We'll scream and kick, cry, and I'm the biggest... <laughs> I'm being the biggest example today. We'll cry, scream, kick, and at times act like a spoiled brat, gripe and complain. Oh, Satan's after me again. 
Let me tell you how you should handle the enemy when he comes and attacks your life. Let me tell you how we should handle battling our giants. Jude 1 and 9 talks about the archangel Michael contending with the devil over the body of Moses. He says, he did not presume to pronounce judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. How did David handle it? Samuel 17, 46. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your hand. And I will give you, or give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is God in Israel. And that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear. For the battle, hear me today, for the battle is the Lord's. And he will give you into our hand. David said, this battle is not mine. This battle is not mine. This giant is not mine to kill. It is the Lord's. It is the Lord's battle. I'm in the Lord's favor. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what giant's attacking you. But let me tell you, you need to give your battle over to the Lord. I'm giving this giant to Jesus. How often do you not know what to do? How often does something come up in your life and you don't know how to make it through, what to do, how to fight it? But understand today, it is God's battle. Let Him fight it. Colossians told us 1 and 11, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Strengthened with all power. You hear me today. Strengthened with all power. Now here is where I get power for the battle. When we turn our battles over to Jesus, he will strengthen us with power to overcome. Anybody facing any battles today? Anybody facing any giants in your life? Something that just seems insurmountable. Something that just doesn't seem like you can do it. Can I tell you today, you probably can't do it. But Jesus can do it. And if we will release control unto him, he will give us power to overcome. I want to fight my giants by giving God complete control of my life. God, I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. There's nothing I have to contend with what's happening. But I understand if I will step up and step out in faith and say, you know what? I don't come to you with sword and spear, but I come in the name of the Lord. My God is going to fight this battle for me. And all of a sudden, power will come in. And let me tell you, we will see God work in miraculous ways in our life. It's not going to be long today. I've pretty much already given you most of my message. I feel very strongly that there's some people that come to church every Sunday. You worship God. You believe in the miracles that He can perform. You get strengthened by the Word. You walk out those doors just to go home to that same giant every day. Because we haven't released it unto God. God never gives you power without first giving you a path. What did Colossians 1 and 10 tell us? And musicians can come at this time. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him. There are many that want power, but they want it their way. 
All kinds of people who desire strength but want it on their own path. We will map out a future and we'll draw up our plans and then we submit them to God for approval. Can I tell you today, that's not the way it works. That is not the way our Savior operates. The only way to victory is to surrender. It's quiet out there, but I'm telling you right now, the only way to victory is surrender. We must surrender our lives to Christ. You will live under constant frustration trying to move or bend God. Trying to get Him to submit to my will. To submit to my desires. Please understand today, His ways are above mine. Power and strength only come through Him. What we need is more than just form and array. What you need is more than just assembly. To overcome the trials of life. To raise your family. Can I tell you right now, that's a hard thing today. To raise your family. To make it in this crazy world. To fight addiction. To fight anxiety. I don't care what you're facing. Whatever you're going through, I need His power. Would you stand with me across this place? There are going to be battles. There are going to be giants. You need strength for the battle. We need to start building our future today. I want to ask you, will you give your battle to God? Whatever you're facing, everybody's facing something. Whatever you're facing, will you give it to God? Will you give your heart over to the Lord? Our faith team is going to come and take their places at this time. and In just a moment, we're going to open up this altar. And if you'd like someone to pray with you, or if you would like to be anointed, or if you just have a giant and you just need to be encouraged, would you come down and find somebody to pray with? Have one of them pray with you. I want to invite you to come down to this altar. And renew your strength. Come down to this altar and get connected to God. We're all facing battles. It's through God. And in God we can make it through. Would you come today? These altars are open. Would you come find a place to pray? Find somebody to pray with? I believe without a shadow of a doubt today. If you will come down to this altar and release your life to Him. He will strengthen you with all power. Power to overcome. Power to fight your giants. It is through Him we can find strength for the battle.